0: Good morning. morning. It's good to be with you this morning. Uh, Last week I was sitting out there with you and we had uh, Kaylin Vogelman who shared God's Word with us. And I'm thankful for a couple things there. Um, First, it's always nice um, to just get to be out there and and hear someone else speak. Um, So I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful to be a part of a church that has so many great um, speakers and people that, um, you know, know the word and, and seek the word. And so, so thank you, Kaylin. uh You did an awesome job. Um, not just like, I don't want to say you did a great job because you're awesome. You are. But you did a good job just speaking God's word, and, and thank you for doing that. Um, the, the second thing is, is just that. I think it's great in a church for you to be able to hear different voices, for you not to hear the same voice every week, because it, it gives you perspective. And, um, and so I'm really thankful for that, for that week off, but I'm also thrilled to be up here. And uh, I, one of the things I love most is being up here. Uh, looking at God's word with you. It, it's, not a, it's not an ego thing, trust me. This is a, a nerve-wracking thing all week. It's like the pressure builds up. Um, and then Sunday morning, here it is. But once I get up here, like, it's, it's just an amazing blessing to be able to, to, to look at God's word and, and have the Spirit speak to us through it. Um, and and so, so it's great to be here today. We're finishing up the Beatitude series. This is the end of a two-month series. How many of you are still wearing your bracelet? Anyone? All right, there we go. We got a few. <laughs> the faithful few. There's, there's extra blessing in that, I think. I, I, I think that's extra blessing. That's extra points right there. Um, but, but we're ending this series on the Beatitudes, and this series is all about who God calls us to be. It's, it's, it's who God's transforming us to be. The Beatitudes are this list of, of blessed, blessed are you, this, blessed, blessed, blessed. But, but it's really about who God is shaping us to be. And, and so this series wraps up today. Today we're talking about persecution, and, and today I've got good news for you, and that's that we serve, a, we serve a God that even when things are going against you, even when people are trying to hurt you, God blesses you. So I, I got, this is good, good news today. God is so good. Um, th- this is the last week of the Beatitude series next week, uh, we start a series based on the I am statements that Jesus makes. So it's, we're coming out of this series of who we are supposed to be, who we are being shaped to be, and, and next week we start talking about who Jesus says he is. And I love this because the Beatitudes are a lot about emptying ourselves, about trusting, about hungering and thirsting for him, and, and now we're, we're going to talk all about who he is in um, the Lenten series leading up to Easter. And, and so I want to invite you uh, Wednesday night uh, is Ash Wednesday. I don't, I don't know if you've ever uh, been a part of Ash Wednesday, but but we're going to do that together. We're going to worship in here. There will be some, some singing, some worship, and then there will be a time of prayer. There are prayer stations that are focused on those I Am statements. And I just want to invite you to come and worship with us Wednesday night at 7 uh, to start our, our, um, our I Am series together. And then next Sunday, we'll, we'll jump into the Word again. Um, the Now let's look at the last two Beatitudes So Matthew chapter 5 If you'll stand with me All series we've been building up All series we've been Each one we've revealed one more of the Beatitudes And it's kind of been hard Because I want to read through the whole thing Well today we get to read the whole thing together So here we go Cha- Chapter 5 of Matthew verse 3 This is from the Sermon on the Mount Jesus is preaching to the people And it starts with the Beatitudes This list, this picture of who we're called to be And then verse 10 through 12, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Go ahead and have a seat. So this is the list of blesseds, and it ends in this place. We, we've talked all series about the fact that, that these beatitudes are countercultural; that They're not kind of the way we're, we're wired. We, we're all born selfish and, and sinful, but, but God is transforming us to be poor in spirit, mourning, uh, meek, hungering and thirsting for righteousness, being merciful, being pure in heart, peacemakers. And, and today it ends with this this blessing that's very countercultural, this, this doesn't make a lot of sense to us, if you take it at face value, it says, blessed are, um, are those who are persecuted. Persecution, that, let's just say something here, this is not the easiest topic to talk about, this is, a, this is an interesting topic in, in today 's world, especially in our culture, because there are a lot of people that cry out about persecution and and what i 've kind of noticed is that the people that are making the, the most noise about it are usually not the people that are actually being persecuted and then the other side of this is is we live in a place i mean we 're all here nobody 's coming in here to arrest us or drag us out or or, or beat us or kill us because of our faith. And so, so one of the big things that, that, that makes this difficult is what does that look like for followers of Christ in Westchester, Liberty Township, Mason, Ohio, in today's culture? Uh, it's countercultural. And Jesus says, blessed are those who are persecuted. So, so I've got three questions we're going to work through today. The first one is this. Are we as in us here in this room, are we persecuted? Is it something, is this relevant to us? The second question is this, where do we find blessing in persecution? And the third one is this, how should we live in light of this? And we're gonna wrap up by spending some time in prayer today, and we're just gonna be praying that God will continue to shape our heart and help us to live fully surrendered. So so looking at verse 10 through 12 again, we're gonna work through this um, quickly. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I love this. Uh, The first beatitude starts with theirs is the kingdom of heaven. It says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And now in verse 10, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Verse 11, blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Listen to this. What are you to do if you're persecuted? Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So let's blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. Three things. First, blessed. Uh, congratulations if you're being persecuted. Is that weird here? It is, isn't it? But that's kind of the the picture that we're getting here is you are blessed. And and Caitlin talked about this last week, that blessing, it it talks about happiness or this deep sense of of joy, a happiness that that can't be touched. Blessed are those who are persecuted. So the first part says you're blessed if you are persecuted. Now, what is persecution? Go ahead, share with someone next to you. I want you to be involved today. So what, what do you think of when you think of persecution? Go ahead. Come on, get involved. Don't look at me. Look at each other. So, so I think most of the time when we talk about persecution, we, we jump to the pictures of people on the other side of the world who are being beaten and killed for their faith. And listen, that's a, that's a real thing. But, but I want you to understand that persecution is more than just physical harm or losing your life, becoming a martyr. Persecution can take a lot of different forms. In fact, later Jesus says uh, when, they, when they, they insult you or persecute you or say, falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Persecution can take a lot of forms. There's the physical hurt, but there's also emotional hurt. There's also people that are just trying to get at you, people that are lying about you, people that are saying all kinds of evil things about you. If someone's trying to hurt you because of your faith, because of your righteousness, Jesus says, blessed are those who are persecuted. And then that last piece, this is really important to it, because of righteousness. I talked a little bit earlier about the fact that there are a lot of people that cry about persecution out loud, and and they make a big deal about it. And listen, what Jesus is talking about here is not anytime someone does something that you don't like. It's not when... Someone tells you, to, it's not when the government tells you to do something you don't want to do. That's, that's what Jesus is talking about here is when you are persecuted because of righteousness. Those, those are different issues. What Jesus is talking about it is persecution when people try to hurt you or take away from you because... You are faithfully following Christ. The word there is Sune. Uh, and it, it says, it's kind of, the a definition of it would be the state of him who is as he ought to be. Righteousness, the condition acceptable to God. Let, let me give you a clear picture of this. What Jesus is saying is, when, you've, when you're living out these beatitudes, when you are, when you're being the person that he created you to be, when you're living fully surrendered, and somebody persecutes you for that, you are blessed. We, we can't miss that part, because I, I think way too often, we get upset because someone's persecuting us, but it's, it's for different reasons. What, what Jesus is talking about here is being persecuted because of a strong faith that's lived out every single day, full surrender to His will. And so the, the first question is, First question is, are we persecuted? I don't need you to raise your hand, but think to yourself, have you ever been, has anyone ever tried to hurt you or take something away from you or say something about you because you were living out the Beatitudes, because you were who you were supposed to be, worshiping God, seeking His will. Are we persecuted? The truth is, uh, Most of us don't have to fear for our lives because we're worshiping today. Most of us don't have to fear being arrested because we're worshiping today. Most of us don't have to worry about that level of harm or physical pain. But I'm willing to bet that all of us have experienced some level of persecution at some point because of our faith. 2 Timothy 3, verse 12 says, In fact... Everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Now, I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news today. In fact, I'm the bearer of good news today. And the good news is, no matter what you face, God wants to bless you and fill you with his spirit and his hope and his peace and his joy. But scripture tells us that if we are seeking to live completely devoted to him, if we're fully surrendered, if we're living righteously... We will experience persecution. This is hard for us to fathom because, you know, we, one person I heard said we live in the Disneyland of the world. We don't have to worry about that stuff like other people do. But persecution is real. Just a couple quick things. Number one, less than every two hours, in less than every two hours, some, a Christian in the world dies because of their faith. Let that sink in for a second. I want to be up speaking for, uh, you know, our our service is about an hour long. So if you take the 9.30 to 10.30 service and the 11 to 12 service and you put those two hours together, statistics tell us that there is a Christian somewhere in the world that dies because of their faith. How How does that sit with you? Persecution's real in our world. It's, it's happening. Right now, there are people being persecuted for their faith. Another uh, thing that, was, that I read this week was that more people are being persecuted right now in today's world. We typically, we're kind of insulated from it, but more people are being persecuted in today's world than in all the time before. We typically think of like, you know, the biblical times, there was a lot of persecution, maybe the early church and the martyrs and all this stuff. And today... There are more people being persecuted than all of history before. Persecution is real in our world, but we don't necessarily feel it, do, do we? A couple of examples of, of how it's real in our lives. Um, there's a rule called the Billy Graham rule. Anyone heard of the Billy Graham rule? So the Billy Graham rule is, uh, and it kind of became famous when uh, Mike Pence, the, the, the last vice president, was, was talking about how he lives by this rule. And, and the Billy Graham rule is this, that, that he would not um, eat dinner or be alone with uh, a, pe- a person of the opposite sex other than his wife um, ever. He didn't want to put himself in that position. And it came out that he followed this Billy Graham rule, and all of a sudden, there was all this backlash and all these people saying things like, like that's sexist, that's wrong, that's, that's, that, that demeans women. And, and listen, like I, I want you to hear this. We live by that rule here at the, st- at the church. Our staff has that rule. We are not supposed to be alone with a member of the opposite sex in a car going somewhere in a room closed off that's not public. We... And and listen, the the idea behind it, it's not sexist. It's not that we think everyone's terrible. It's that we don't want to put ourselves in a position where our purity could be compromised. And people are talking all sorts of stuff about that, about this rule. Like, why does anyone care if Billy Graham or Mike Pence or anyone else wants to live by that rule? He's doing it for purity's sake. But our world doesn't accept it, and there are all these things. Listen, I don't care what you think about political candidates or or any of that stuff, but if you're living for purity and you're you're living to be who God created you to be, how can can people hate that? The second example is something that's going on right now. There's a, a revival going on down at Asbury in Kentucky. It's been going on for about a week and a half. And as the word has gotten out, more and more people have come to be a part of it. More and more, more people are going to, to worship and be there. Some of our teens even and went down there um, with Pastor Grace and just to be a part of it and to experience it. And as that's happened, the, the news and the media have picked up on it. And all of a sudden, people are saying things like, hey, that's fake. That's wrong. In fact, I, I read an article. I'm not kidding. I read an article last night that said it's dangerous that there's a revival going on. Listen to me, like like that's those are examples of people falsely saying things about you or trying to demean what God's doing in your life. That those are examples of it. Listen, persecution. You don't have to worry about being dragged out of here today. Most likely, hopefully, if we play our cards right, you don't have to worry about being dragged out of here and beaten for your faith. But I do think persecution is real, and Scripture tells us that every single one of us, if we're seeking to live a godly life, will. At some point, face persecution. Verse 11, this is probably more kind of where we live. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. I mean, I know that, that this is real in, in some of your lives. I know that some of you work in different places. I, I know um, Eli and I have had, sorry to talk about you, Eli, but, but we've had conversations over and over on the way to school and on the way back from school. And one of the things he shared with me over and over, his dad, to live like the, the right way and to, to believe the right things and to hold Christian values puts me at odds with other people, and they call names, and they treat me a different way because I believe this, because I live this way. It's hard for, I'll be honest, as a, as a pastor, I, I work here in the church, I, I don't, maybe I'm a little more insulated than most of you, but the truth is, it's out there. Is persecution real? Yes. And, and I just, I don't want to be an alarmist, but I want to tell you that I believe um, that we're headed in a direction where it's only more and more likely that we're going to experience this. I think it's a very real possibility that every single one of us soon could experience persecution. I'm not saying we're going to be beaten or anything like that. But, but our values. Why, why could anyone stand against someone trying to be pure? Why could anyone stand against a revival, a move of God? Let me tell you why. Because our world doesn't worship God. Our world doesn't believe that God is king. And so when we worship God, it puts us at odds. Now, let me say this. There, there are lots of churches. And there are lots of Christians that are not living righteously. There are lots of churches and lots of Christians that live by hate. And part of the reason we experience some of that backlash is because of the way they've handled it. There are churches that go around and they don't love and and spread peace. They spread hatred. That's not us. That's not who we're called to be. We are called to be the holy people of God. And holiness is not just about not doing things that we're not supposed to do. It's about being Christ-like, loving others, being merciful, being pure. And so, so Jesus says, you are blessed, congratulations, you have the happiness and the joy of Christ when people insult you, when people persecute you. So, so here's the thing, I, I, it's real, God's word says it's real. So the second question I want to ask is, is, where's the blessing at in it? Jesus says, you are blessed if you are persecuted, that's great news today. Where do we find that blessing? Verse 12. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Two things we see here. Verse 10 actually says, for theirs is the kingdom of of heaven. And and verse uh, verse 12 there says, because great is your reward in heaven. So the first thing, the first place we find blessing in persecution is that great is our reward in heaven. God promises that when we experience trouble and difficulty here on earth because of righteousness, he blesses us and we have a great reward in heaven. Now, that's not like, hey, you know, just get through it. You know, bear with me and we'll just get through this toughness and one day we're going to experience heaven. I want you to understand this. What Jesus is saying is not just stick it out for a little while longer and then you can experience heaven. I believe that God wants to give us his joy, his peace, his presence, that God wants us to experience the joy and the peace of heaven today, here on earth. I don't think that's just a one-day thing. I think it's a today and one-day thing. God's desire for you is that you live a holy and pure life And that you receive the blessing of his presence, of his peace, and of his joy. So number one, great is your reward in heaven. I want you to hear this. God is the most extravagant giver. We all know some people that give. I want you to hear this. The God that we serve is the most extravagant giver. When Jesus says you are blessed if you're persecuted, that's because God has so much to give you. And you can, uh, Kaylin talked about this last week from the song, you can have a peace that nobody else understands. You can have a joy that's deep down that can't be disturbed no matter what's happening around you. God wants to bless you, even if you're being persecuted. Great is your reward in heaven. One of my favorite quotes comes from a missionary, Jim Elliott. You probably know his story or have heard it at some point. Um, but Jim Elliott and, and four of his friends that were missionaries wanted to go to Ecuador. And the Aka Indians were, were a group of Indians that had never been reached. No, no outside civilization had ever come in. And so, so they wanted to take and they wanted to share Christ uh, with the Aka Indians. And they knew it was dangerous. And so they flew a plane. Into where they were, and they got out of the plane, and there come the Aka Indians with spears. And, and I was brushing up on this this week, and it says in, in, in the story that, uh, that Jim Elliot actually had a gun for protection, and he kind of reached for his gun, but then he realized, we're not here to hurt anyone. We're here to share Christ with others. And so he didn't pull his gun. Listen, I'm going to stop here and just say this. Sometimes our response to difficulty in the church as Christians is to put up our dukes and fight. Sometimes our, our desire is to reach for the gun and to try to hurt them. That's not what we're called to do. And, and Jim Elliott and his four missionary brothers said, we're not going to do that. And, and unfortunately, they lost their lives to the spear. There's a, there's a movie, The End of the Spear, that's all about it. And you would think someone like that, his family, his friends, they'd probably be pretty bitter and angry, Right? Listen to what Jim Elliot said, obviously before he died. He said, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. He is no, hear this again, he is no fool to give what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. Guess what? You can protect your life with everything you've got, but the truth of the matter is a day is going to come where we are all going to pass away. Jim Elliott knew that his time on earth was temporary, but God's an extravagant giver that wants to give eternally. He's no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. I, I believe if Jim Elliot were able to be here today, he would say, praise God, God is an extravagant giver, and I am blessed to know him and follow him. The second thing we see, so first, for great is your reward in heaven, the second reason, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. If you are being persecuted for faith, if you are being persecuted for righteousness, good news. You're joining an elite list, an elite company of people who have followed Christ and been persecuted. We see all the time on the Sports Center and those they have those lists like, you know, someone will have a good game and they'll say, Oh, the the only four people to do that are Jordan and LeBron and, and you're on this, you're an elite company. Listen, if you are persecuted because of your faith, and scripture says that we all will be, and if, if you are persecuted because of your faith and you live righteously, you join an elite group of followers of Christ. In fact, Jesus who's giving the Sermon on the Mount, who's sharing the Beatitudes, knows that a day is coming where his life will be taken. Paul, I want to use Paul as an example. Paul was one of the first missionaries, the greatest missionary, and he was persecuted over and over again. The martyrs of the church, missionaries across the world. Listen, today there are people putting their life at risk for the sake of the gospel. Praise God. If you're persecuted... Keep the bigger picture in mind. You are blessed because you have a great reward in heaven, not just one day, but right now. And you are a part of something. You know you're doing it right. You know you're in the right place if you're being persecuted for your faith. You're in good company. I want you to hear from Paul, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, this is him just listing some of the persecution. This might make you feel... If maybe some of you have, have felt attacked or persecuted because of your faith. This might make you feel... It probably won't make you feel a lot better, but it may make you feel a little bit better. Here we go. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 25. Paul says, Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones... Three times I was shipwrecked, I spent a night and a day in the open sea, I have constantly been on the move, I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, listen to this, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, and in danger from false believers." I have labored and toiled and have often gone without sleep. I have known hunger and thirst and have often gone without food. I've been cold and naked, and besides everything else, I face the daily pressure of my concern for all the churches. I don't know what you've been through, but that's a pretty exhaustive list. And Paul was actually, if you knew Paul's backstory, he was a guy that persecuted Christians was saved miraculously by God, and then was persecuted for his faith. And all of that happened to him. All of that was for the sake of the gospel. We will all be persecuted. Maybe that's not your list. Maybe it's just that someone will treat you poorly. Maybe it's that lies will be told about you. Scripture says we will be persecuted if we live godly lives. So the third question is how should we live? I want you to hear Paul's words from 2 Corinthians 4. So the guy that's been beaten, the guy that's been tortured, the guy that's been shipwrecked, the guy that's been hungry and thirsty, the guy that's given everything and lived what we would say is a miserable life, he says this, Therefore, do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Listen to this next line. This is amazing. For our light and momentary troubles. (laughs) Did any of the stuff that I just read a second ago sound light and momentary? Beaten, rocks thrown at them, shipwrecked, all that stuff. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that outweighs them all. Listen, I got good news for you. No matter what you face here on earth, it is light and momentary compared to the blessing and the giving and the honor that God has for you. Our light and momentary troubles, if you're persecuted, are are achieving for us an eternal glory, an eternal, something that can't be taken away. So verse 18, he finishes by saying this, so we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So how are we to live? We're to fix our eyes on the eternal, on Jesus Christ. Listen, I don't know if you've ever experienced persecution. Um, I don't don't know if you've ever felt that. I do think if you seek to live a godly life, there will be times you will, and it will hurt. I'm not going to stand here and tell you persecution's easy. It's not. But you're blessed. If you're persecuted for righteousness' sake, keep your eyes focused on the eternal. I'm going to be honest with you and tell you that's... One of the hardest things in the world, when people are being mean to you, when people are trying to hurt you, what do we like to focus on? We like to focus on the scene. We like to talk about, hey, did you hear what he said about me? Did you hear what they did to me? It's not right. We like to focus on that. Paul had all this happen to him, and he says, I choose to focus not on what is seen, but what is unseen, the eternal Jesus Christ Christ. Worship team's gonna come up. I love this picture. He says, outwardly, we are wasting away. We are beaten, we are hurt, we are hungry. Uh, maybe that doesn't describe you well today, but I'm, I can guarantee you there are times where you're gonna feel that struggle. He says, inwardly, we're being renewed day by day. So we focus. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna sing a song, um, and, and it kind of it, it's a song of the Beatitudes. It, it has all of them in it, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to focus on a few things. Uh, Number one, uh, it's going to say in this song, seek his kingdom first. As we're singing this song, I want you to think, is God number one in your life? Is his kingdom number one? The second thing, pray that you will be exactly who God created you to be. Pray that we will be exactly who God created us to be. Pray that God will draw us close to him. And I want you to to think about this. Think about the people that today are being persecuted. People today that if they were sitting just like we are in worship could be dragged out and lose their life. That's real today. And I believe we need to pray for those people. And then I want you to think about this. I want you to pray. God, prepare my heart. Help me to be who you've called me to be. Help me to live the way you've called me to live. Prepare my heart for anything that I'm going to face. And then maybe uh, some of you are here today and you, you've been holding on to some stuff. Maybe someone's been hurting you or persecuting you and, and you've, been, you've been focused on that. Listen, today, surrender. Just give it up. There's nothing we can do to fix it, but Jesus says you are blessed even in persecution. For righteousness. Today surrender whatever it is that's heavy on your heart. And I know there's stuff that's heavy on your heart. Lay it down. And the God that gives us peace that we can't understand, and the God that gives us joy that can't be explained is gonna graciously give you his blessing. Father, as we worship and as we sing this, I pray that you would prepare our hearts. Help us to surrender anything we need to surrender. Make us who you created us to be in Jesus' name.